Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile. It's the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Today we're going to see the latest uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe release. It's called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania, all one word. Um, hard to believe they're on their 300th movie now, isn't it? Yes, it's hard to believe that we are 69 years old. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching 50 years of Marvel movies. Um... Yeah, so I I think here's the here's my vibe on on this, and I, I you know if you want to hear my sort of overall feelings on the state <laughs> of this universe and maybe cinema, um, go to our best of the year 2022 because I kind of rounded up my feelings on 2022's MCU releases towards the end in the most disappointing section. Um, <laughs> Is this the first of 2023? Yes. Yeah. Well, before it's you, also the first of Phase Five. Wow. Well, so. you, okay. Before you speak, because you sound a bit sad. Go on. Uh, I do have to say that um, normally Dave and I avoid trailers for films, but because like I don't particularly care about Marvel movies, and I saw that this trailer was trending when I came out on Twitter, I watched it, and I was really positively engaged by the trailer, and it's actually made me interested to the point where I was actively searching like, when is this movie coming out? Is it like, the Yellow Brick Road? Tr- trailer Elton John I saw that one I don't know but it had someone in it that I wanted to see but I don't know if it's a spoiler for you well I guess not say no I know I know I, I, saw, I saw that first trailer I don't think I saw the new one you're talking oh, about oh right well anyway um, I, I, act, I we won't say it in case like, anyone cares like, I'm not dying to see this movie but I was proactively like oh when's that coming out because it looks good like there's the a character in it who we have seen in something else exactly that you want to see. and yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's tying into something that happened a while ago in some TV stuff that like never amounted to anything and it's like oh they're finally actually doing something with that yeah something that I really liked in one of the TV shows so and like obviously I like Paul Rudd and like I do feel like the Ant-Man movies are definitely like 
the tier C of the Marvel universe. But um, well, here's a, like here's, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see this movie, but at the same time, I feel like. Why is this movie out? I'm quick, sure it's quick just table setting in other movies. Give everyone a quick recap of how you feel about the Ant-Man thing then. You think they're tier C? They're grand. Yeah. Like, they're fine. They're it, just... I don't even really remember them and I've seen them all. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I remember your opinions better than you do sometimes. <laughs> um, the it's first just hard to keep one up we with quite enjoyed, we, uh, that came out before we were doing this podcast, so uh, our thoughts are not available to <gasps> retroactively... On, they're not on demand if they're not on um, the podcast I don't remember does them. it even exist <laughs> um, however I did the Marvel movie marathon very early on and that I did cover off my feelings on it there um, but the second one we did review so if you scroll back in the feed to whatever year that was released was that Ant-Man and the Wasp Ant-Man and the Wasp right, yeah. neither of us liked it mm-hmm. uh, okay. at all um, and so I'm and, and I quite like Paul Rudd and I think these characters are quite fun. Um, I th- I'm just I like, like the, I'm um, just deflated about the whole thing. This yeah. feels like a chore, honestly. If it I'm feels only like going a chore, to this. Can I say we can turn around and not go? <sighs> when I say literally, no one's paying us to see this. I mean, they kind of are. We have, we have, <laughs> we no have one a is. Patreon. They're, but the Patreon. patrons aren't paying us to watch slash the cinema. But our patrons only pay us to watch retro movies. Yeah, but the TV. Patreon only exists because of there's an actual podcast <laughs> attached to it, We're not just a Patreon yeah, but channel. No. My point, you, is, what you, <laughs> my point is we don't a, have to see the movie if you're dreading it. The people want us to, to see it. They need it. Don't you guys? Don't you listeners? You need you need this. I mean, everyone right? is so thirsty for Does this film. Care? Everyone is so thirsty for this film. Everyone's been waiting for a Marvel movie because it's been so long since we got one. But they're not bothered about the Marvel movies. They're, mar- they're, bothered, they're wondering, what, that, what do the cinema think? What do Dave and Cathy think of Quantum Mania? And that's what you're about to find out because we're here at the cinema. It's uh, right up here. So yeah, look, I'm. I'm. You seem quite um, excited, actually, and I'm glad. I'm. Not. I just really like the However, um, who I think is the villain in this movie. I really like him. Yeah, I mean he's on the poster, so it's right? not. Again, we're not. I'm not bringing up the whole is a poster a spoiler <laughs> thing. But guys, if you don't know who the villain is, he's on the poster. Um, the um, I did, however, I do remember around this time last year. We went to uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I was feeling a little bit similar, I remember, before that. And I came out of that really pleasantly surprised. Had a good time. Um, so I'm really hoping to be surprised by this movie. Okay, so, anyway. me too. Right, let's go in. We'll, we'll check back in a little bit. Bye. Bye. Where are we? Am I gonna come? Secret universe beneath ours. What are you so afraid of? There's something I never told you. This place. It isn't what you think. you home and give you more time hi it's us it's the cinema you're still listening to the same episode why am I introing <laughs> us here again but here we are we saw uh, we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp and what we've done is Quantumania because we'd love to um, yeah. theme our podcast Walk Home we've shrunk ourselves we're tiny <laughs> yeah 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 we're our walking. mic is tiny <laughs> no one can see us no one can hear us and no one can hear us yeah 
and we could be stepped on at any moment. And if someone comes You'll near me, I'm gonna I'm gonna jab jab punch. Was that it? Um, tap tap punch. It was no. It was jab. Yeah. What was it? Tap tap jab jab. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I quite I, liked that. Use your momentum. Yeah. Um, we, okay, we will... Uh, if it's your first time at the cinema, there's no spoilers uh, for this movie until you get to spoiler streets. Mm-hmm. We can talk... We're all, you're among friends here. We can talk openly about this thing. So, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Tell us what you thought of uh, yeah. Quantum Mania. Um, so, first of all... Quantum Mania. Like, this is just, I guess... My very considered review of the film. Okay. Oh. Which is that... It's grand. It's been grand. considered. It's grand. Yeah. <laughs> That's my review. It is grand. Um, it's <laughs> anyway, that was the cinema. <laughs> it's fine. Paul Rudd is fine, but I just I feel like there's something about Everything's haunting fine. about him in this now. I just I feel like Paul Rudd knows it's not right anymore, haunting. and he knows. I think he's reaching to the point where Captain America was, where he was like, "I need to see out my contract and get out of here." Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the vibe yeah. we're getting from Paul Rudd, and that's a hard vibe to get from him because he's a great, sweet vibrant actor okay and then I think well, the well, introduction I don't think... of the villain yes, sorry, who I don't know if we're still not saying because we're not in Spider Street yet love him he's the best or one of the best Marvel villains they've ever had he's great fun in this him. he's a good actor I'll speak more to him yeah. in spoilers um, so I really found that brilliant I like seeing um, I like seeing Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer on screen and at that point I guess I found that all good and then the plot was okay and then really what happened is it's awfully honestly the worst looking Marvel film I've ever seen now I we saw it in 2D maybe it's better in 3D um, I doubt it it looks like why I'm are things joking, in 3D again there god some, damn you James Cameron <laughs> there was some elements <laughs> we don't need this to do yeah, this but, again like, you can't release this at, two months after Avatar like um but there was I'm not joking when I say there's a scene in the film that is reminiscent of and very close in quality to Honey I Shrunk the Kids Honey I Shrunk the Kids you had the same thought I had the same thought yeah 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 like it and then other bits of like maybe like the intro credits to Quantum Leap like this is (laughs) not this does not look good I don't think it looks as bad as you're saying and there's a creature in it and we'll speak about him on Spoiler Street but there's basically like a Humpty Dumpty creature that looks like it wouldn't belong quality wise on like a kids YouTube show see I thought he was fantastic um, <laughs> like I like the idea but it just <laughs> yeah, looks yeah, yeah, so yeah. crap so overall I was just like it just it feels like they've, well, we should they've spe- it feels like they've not only given up in terms of like they're all slightly bored with it but they've also like massively dropped the budget well, that's le- what my feeling now tell me what you think maybe we should speak just, just before we um, go into what I think let's briefly speak about how the film looks because I, I don't think it's as, as bad as you think but I think the um, there is just uh, contextually right now there is a like visual effects sort of crisis happening the, there aren't enough companies to cover the needs of all the streaming shows all the movies uh, all the requirements for visual effects um, so there's there's a problem there. there's, a, there's also a crunch happening there's an unrealistic amount of work being piled on these um, visual effects houses with unrealistic demands. We have shared an article before where they yeah. claim that they're being pixel FK. Pixel F'd yeah. by, uh, by Disney, etc. Because Disney um, will be like, wait a second, we want to change the whole third act of this film, we have two weeks to fix it, by." Yeah, so 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 th- that's happening. Um, and also, so that's the, the sort of supply has gone down, or the available supply, and the demand has gone up. And also the 
So that's just the quantity of things being released has gone up, but also the amount of visual effects shots in movies like this have increased exponentially. This movie, like Avatar, is 95% not non-existent but you know what you can do it's a, basically an animated movie but you know what you can do if that's the case yeah you can just use real life effects like don't make your whole film a green screen if it's gonna look this bad at the yeah. end of the process and, look, and maybe that is the solution and look look back to last year and everything everywhere all at once and there are YouTube videos that you can, you can and should look up on the visual effects uh, for that movie and how they were made they were done, done with like eight or nine people there's it's like a lot in, of incredible in what they managed There's to achieve. There's a lot of artists in the world willing to work in real effects. Yeah. Tangible, I mean. So, I, I don't... Ex- what you've just you, outlined... You mean, you mean uh, practical... Practical effects, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you've just outlined to me is a problem that a creative studio should be looking at alternatives. They shouldn't be putting out something that looks like this. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't look distinctive. It doesn't... And, and, and uh, it all just washes sometimes. together. Yeah. yeah, it's very dark and dis- indistinct. So, basically, all right. That's that. Um, how do I feel about this movie? I think you summed it up brilliantly. It's grand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're if to our non-Irish listeners, that means it's okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it is grand and magnificent. <laughs> um, this movie is better than I th- was expecting it to be. I think because I had no excitement, and I was like, I was enter- I was mildly entertained. That's the best I can say about this. Yeah, I got like, a little bit bored towards the end, but like, in fairness to it, it doesn't have an awfully it's not boring. It doesn't have an awfully boring third act like these movies. So no, often do. the whole thing isn't uh, isn't boring. Um, I, I I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> it isn't boring. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> it's not boring. However, it's However, not it's not by exciting. The end it's, a bit boring, it's not though. exciting. Um, and I think this film limps along. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Plot wise, like there is very little momentum or impetus for anything to happen except. We'll Except talk about the it in spoilers. Main characters being stupid. It's just, it's just like yeah, Stupidity. oh, whoops, and then and then it's just like oh, now we need to do this. When and characters then, are that dumb as well, and they get themselves into situations, you're like, listen, mate, it's your own fault. There's no momentum or drive for anything. There's no reason for anything to happen. There are too many characters in this, Michelle. And yet there's no not room. Enough. There is no room for <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, for um, Michael Douglas, for Paul Rudd, for his Paul Rudd's daughter, for. Evangeline Lilly, who has nothing to do in this movie, she has and she's to do the title character, Ant Man and the Wasp. But she's it. not the title character in this film, though. It's Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Oh. The Wasp okay. is basically uh, I did not less than a side character. Right. So, so th- th- there's kind of there's and the, and no, there's, Dave, she got a haircut. There's and no plot. Commented on it. There's no plot. She got a haircut and someone commented fun, on it. That's fu- a plot that's for a the, woman. Yeah, that is ex- the extent of her arc, her character arc in this. Anyway, no, look, but then can, at the end, she dyes her hair blonde. I can rant away in spoiler street, but I think but that's all the negative stuff. I think from na- script wise and plot wise, this film has no nothing to say. It has no reason to be. It is. Not shifting anything, any dials, except to introduce the big v- villain, which Who's was done well. Already That's been done well. In a TV but it's already series. been done, yeah. I think so you I'm like, skip this whole thing and gone straight in off the back of the. TV and I also series. have issues with how they handled that, which I'll talk about in spoiler history. But that said, this film is um, full of um, like uh, ideas. It's bursting with ideas and brilliant creature design, like. Um, but that is not. There's one gooey creature that I liked. There's some great creatures yeah. in here. It's like Star Wars or Rick and Morty. It's like it's just this mad universe. And and I I really think the um, the art department had a had a had a brilliant 
um, did did a great job on this, and um, and it's kind of like it's interesting to watch all these different characters. There's like a broccoli man, <laughs> you know. It's like so that's fun, but it's like the film that is supporting it is there is no substance to it and it is just kind of pointless and but it's also kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy did that stuff better uh, yeah this does it as well I would say in terms of looks and creature designs and variety of species and that's, it's all very kind of entertaining but you know what this film doesn't have it's at not all enough. on Guardians of the enough. Galaxy it what? doesn't have the, the punch and the pace of Guardians of the Galaxy and it does not have a soundtrack that you'd remember yeah yeah like, yeah we've yeah, just exactly. seen the film and I actually can't remember if there was any songs in it uh, there's a couple, but the um, yeah. So it's just a bit. It's just a bit lifeless. However, it is. Um, there's a scene when um, you know, Ant Man can get big and small. Um, there's a scene where he gets really big, so he's naturally just kind of like lumbering along. Yeah. And I was like, is this like a metaphor for the film? He's just too big. The Marvel universe is too big. Oh, nice. It's bloated. Yeah. It's tedious. It's lumbering along, like drawing blood from a stone in the last cash out of our wallet and that it's, I can get. And it's knocking uh, smaller <laughs> things out, like smaller cinema exactly. movies out of the way, crushing them. But never killing the them, office. because this is probably was 12 or something. I was like, wow, when Ant-Man's massive like that and he's trodding yeah, on villains. What, a, what about the collateral they damage? No, no, like, they just managed to run away from his People live in those houses. Anyway, no, no, it's okay. fine. He doesn't actually hurt anyone. Okay, I think, I think we should talk about Spoiler Street. So yeah, would I recommend it? Like... No, I no. think if you if you're if you are probably of the massive amount of the population <laughs> that is going to all these movies anyway, it's not massive. Then you've population. already gone. You've already seen it. And if you were like, oh, I do want to know the table setting for a kind of Phase Five or whatever, just watch Loki, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, Loki's yeah. more fun than yeah, this. Yeah, watch Loki. Um, so that's it. Yeah. So would, so I wouldn't if you're just one if you're a casual sort of. I know a lot of people who dip in and out of these movies. You know this what is, I think? This though, is one you can skip. This is where Marvel never quite trusts itself because with we trust its wider uh, platform universe because with both WandaVision now and Loki, what we've seen is fantastic TV shows that really set something up being effectively repeated in um, lesser films. Oh yeah, you're right. And it's like they yeah. don't trust that people will have watched the TV show. Yeah. And they don't want the TV shows to be the main event. They want the because they want the bums and yeah, seats. you can't have your cake and, they, and eat it. So they're kind of then people like us who are sad enough to watch all of it. They just leave us with a bit of a. Well, why are you wasting my time? We've already seen this, but better. Well, did you see? Apparently, there's a new uh, CEO at Disney, a different Bob, uh, and he's the old Bob that was there. Mm-hmm. I forget if he's Eichner or something like that, um, or Iger. But he he has he came out uh, this week and said, uh, "I know that man's really just grand." Can you all go <laughs> you didn't and quite see say it? that. Well, I think in a way he kind of did because he said we are we are um, cutting back on the amount of Star Wars and Marvel content. We are only going to focus on um, we're we're not going to just crunch out a lot of stuff anymore. So I think they're acknowledging that. Anyway, spoilers. And there's not much to say, but we are on Spoiler Street, so you have been warned. Do not listen to this part if yeah. you don't want to know what happens in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Phase 5. But, however, before we actually do the spoilers, I'd like to do a quick shout-out to some of our patrons over at oh. patreon.com forward slash the cinemile. So shout-out to some of our... we got a load of new patrons over the past couple of months. So here is some of them. So if your name hasn't been called out, uh, listen out to the next few episodes. Uh, but thank you... Uh, to new patron Scotty Thompson to Charles Tinsley to Tara Wolf, to Brody Duncan to Ian Carroll not your uncle yeah I have an uncle called Ian Carroll but 
we realise that's it's not that's the same not. One. We have we have confirmed yeah. Ian's identity with him, <laughs> patron. That's not him. Uh, ben Marcini, thank you, uh, and thank you, Janine Smith, and uh, and many more. If you want to join them, thank you guys. Uh, over at patreon.com forward slash the cinema, you will get instant access to uh, forty to fifty retro movie reviews. Loads of TV spoiler specials, all the stuff what we've been watching at the moment. Uh, weekly, The Last of Us uh, spoiler chats. Yeah, weekly, and then obviously very soon there will be weekly succession episodes when that comes back. And you get to vote on what movie you want us to watch each month. This month we're doing um, Ireland on the big screen in uh, honour of Ireland's big award success at the moment. And it looks like Wild Mountain Time is going to win that one. <laughs> Our patrons are all like, oh, we're so They're sorry to do us. this to you, but we yeah. really want you to watch one. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, we've been meaning to watch, I quite, so I think that will do be, want to see I it. kind of want to see it too. Now, back on to Ant-Man and the Wasp, which in fairness is probably on par with Wild Mountain Time in terms of quality, though I haven't seen that yet, so I can't well, comment. can't comment. Um, um, so, spoilers. Um, but there's, do you know what? There's, there's a genuinely precious little to spoil about this film. Do you know what I mean? It's because just, it's that whole thing where there's no ending, like the villain's still there at the end. Do you know what bothered me is, like, why, like, there's there's no... The, 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 there's no point to this film. There's no point. It's just like the the, the, you know the momentum happens because they're like, oops, we, oops, we got sucked into this universe. Do you know what annoyed me so oops, much? we've been separated. They're like, oh, then, Paul Rudd. Um, Michael Douglas is like, your daughter is a, actually a scientific genius, which you never knew, which doesn't really make any sense. And look, <laughs> yeah. she's created this beam of communications with the quantum world. And then, uh-oh, Michelle Pfeiffer never told them anything that happened down there, yeah. which makes just no sense, even though they a couple of times tried to make it make sense that they're retrofitting this whole plot for her. And then they all just get sucked in, right? I was like, fine. And then cut to the very end when they come out. But Paul Rudd stuck, stuck behind and Evangeline Lilly, a.k.a. the Wasp, was with him, right? And I truly, truly was like, this is so cool because... Yeah, that leaves them there. Yeah. They're going to get stuck because there. I, is my memory correct in that he, at one point, spent like five years there? He's bit. Yeah. He's yeah, been yeah, there for yeah. period well, of time. Well, no, here's the thing. He spent a matter of minutes there and five years passed and he addresses that yeah. in this movie yeah. where he's like, we got to get back. Your mother's going to be worried. We don't know if uh, a thousand years has passed or 10 seconds. We yeah. have no idea how time works. And then uh, later in the movie, oh, don't worry. Yeah. It's fine. So that was frustrating. We, but what we, frustrated we, we me got more back, is like... We got back home and everyone's fine. But it's and also no like, time fool passed. me I'm like, once. what? But it's also like, fool me once. Because before you made me think Paul Rudd is going to be stuck there forever. Yeah. And then I was like... There are no consequences a, to anything in this movie. And I really thought, oh my God, Marvel's finally addressing the problem that nobody dies and there's no consequences. You only die if you're six movie deal is up and you don't want to renew it but, and then you die and then you come back three movies later anyway so <laughs> and cares? I was like that's brilliant right all finished they're going to live happy ever after it's a new world and then the thing the thing they, opens up again they, what's the point they don't even have to do anything to make it open up no it's they just like just here like, you go oh that's nice here you go everything is so easy in this movie for yeah, everyone it's effortless so everything is just like oh don't worry it's like this is a dangerous hostile world it's like uh, oh, don't worry. I've, I've lived here before, and I'm a or badass. Or like, we're then, American and we can't speak any other languages. Oh, that's grand! You just drink this goo, and then yeah. I you that was kind of fun. I like that. It was kind of fun, but I was also like, that's more Marvel than, sorry, that's, this. that's more than most movies do. But can I say that like, Marvel underestimates its audience so much that they wouldn't give us like two minutes where we couldn't understand what was going on? 
like they immediately had to rectify it and I just think Marva constantly no but sorry Cathy that's fine no you have to you have to have your you have to have your characters be interacting with the other characters who wouldn't speak our language so that's fine it's a two hour film like you can give it a few more beats of them feeling like fish out of water before they're just joking around with everyone and like already friends with everyone like it just happened so quickly yeah. like I never felt like they were in any peril now the no, only thing I everything say, is weightless to this film's credit literally weightless like, it's not as long as they often make films no it doesn't it's still it, too long it kind of it kind of does breeze by yeah but I'm like it's just all so pointless and now, then you have the really good good new characters like um, the guy who plays Chidi in The Good Place who I love and then the woman who I didn't recognise but she was kind of like the leader of yeah, the resistance yeah they're kind of cool but like they have nothing to do exactly nobody, they're cool. nobody is fleshed out there's yeah. there's like they're just like joke throwaway characters or they're just archetypal freedom fighters but even the main five characters five fucking main characters five here five main characters is fine though if you give them something to do like well yeah but they don't have anything to do yeah. the, the, the hero that the, the character arcs is Michelle Pfeiffer had a secret this is the secret and I'm like okay we're all over that um, eventually Lily has oh how could you keep this from me mom that's it um, Michael well, Douglas Michael Douglas I'm having a lot of fun here I'm just having fun let's go along oh here we go oh you slept with Bill Murray oh my god here's the ants that's his story what do you think of Bill um, Murray's cameo and then, and then, and then Paul Rudd is, is just like um He's just Paul Rudd. The only thing that's changed is like, oh, Dad, you need to save people, and it's like, okay, I will. You know what I, I actually enjoyed at the beginning? I genuinely enjoyed that the bit of him reading his book, and that, that he's funny. like, so I've th- saved the world once, and like, I don't want to do it again. And he's getting shit from people about it. Like, I enjoyed. We that should stuff. say th- this film is funny. Yeah. I laughed out yeah. loud several times. It's ve- yeah. occasionally very funny. Like the scenes, like in our that's world, not, that's not enough with Paul Rudd. But the Bill Murray cameo threw me. That was pointless. It's it, so pointless. It took up so much. And Bill Murray clearly, like, it doesn't give a shit. (laughs) It just, something about the combination of Bill Murray and Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas in this film actually made me a bit sad because I'm like, these are actors of a certain stature. I had the same thing, yeah. And And here they are. And it just feels a bit cheap. Like, they should be doing a good movie. I've no problem with them, you know, taking the work and getting paid. But it's like... Yeah, but I kind of think they're above it. It's all beneath them. Yeah, it is. It's not like when... And I think it was very different when, like, Anthony Hopkins came into Thor because that was, like, Marvel in its prime and he had a really cool role. He's playing Thor. But he's given it. He's given it. And he really went for it. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh directed that. He's... it was good whereas yeah. this is just like Bill oh, Murray's Douglas, just strolling up and being himself Michael and Douglas like ooh I'm putting my hands in this goo yeah. like it just fell beneath him um, and then I just read Gina Davis's biography which I really enjoyed and she didn't give Bill Murray come on uh, let, she didn't, he didn't come out nicely in her biography and all I'm saying is that I think tainted my enjoyment of him in the film yeah, so okay. I'm acknowledging that okay. I had a bias yeah. But I was like, why is he here? Well, it's pointless. I Just think it would have been more pointless. fun. I, I think nothing. He, he could have not been in it at all, right? And what would have been way more fun is if Michelle Pfeiffer had hooked up with Kang. Uh, yeah, that would have been... Yeah, that's because already more to, interesting yeah, than anything we saw Because then she's actually... Because she keeps being like, I'm responsible. It's like, well, you weren't responsible for anything, really. You just thought you were helping someone. And he's the best character in yeah, it. So, like, give about, him more screen time. We've dunked on this movie a lot. Let's talk about... I thought Jonathan Majors is he's fantastic. He's so he's, subtle. He's doing a great job. He's, he's like, very... Um, uh, it's a, he's very like controlled and reserved yeah. and that's quite terrifying I think yeah. he's chilling to I thought he was really chilling he came across role. so nicely in the initial scenes with Michelle Pfeiffer that yeah. I was like I was like maybe he's just misunderstood yeah you don't know what you're going to get yeah, with him yeah and I think it would have been really if you're 
and I would never normally just say you should give two characters a love plot for the sake of it but because you gave her and Bill Murray that no give it to those two let, yeah, let her that's far more interesting let her feel really seedy about the whole thing yeah because oh my god she didn't really have to feel seedy they about it they should have let you at this movie yeah they should have um, oh I would have made the best sex now here's, here's my problem this film would not have been 12 here's my problem I think uh, um, Jonathan Majors is doing great work uh, I think Kang as you know they've announced the next Avengers movie is called the Kang Dynasty he's clearly the, the post credit scenes are setting this up we had it at Loki like he's he's the big he's the new Thanos and now, he, that's I, and why I, think, I was excited because I loved the end of Loki and then I feel like it's been so long since that happened yeah so finally so look, probably bit, did need finally, to remind us bit of momentum I think good I think um, uh, I think I'm excited for him as a as a villain um, however I think this was a bad way to kind of introduce him properly and here's why um, Ant-Man always excelled at having lower stakes <laughs> more personal stakes um, like because he's like the first movie was just a heist movie yeah. there were no stakes there were literally jokes about like let's call the Avengers it's like they, you know they don't have time for this they're not going to help us do you know it's, it's just like and it was just like an evil CEO guy who is now we won't even go into that like Modoc like it was just all really feel, badly handled doesn't this feel I thought. though like again because I reckon it's like a tier C of all the movies if you're going to introduce him as like the big big bad he needs to be in your I guess what are the biggest well he needs to be in your Spider-Man or something like he should have been in the multiverse no here's the problem don't introduce him as a, a, a villain against one Avenger who then beats him this when Thanos was introduced properly Innovate in Avengers Infinity War at the beginning, like properly. He was teased for a long time. He comes in and instantly defeats the Hulk, the strongest character in the in of all the Avengers and all the movies. The strongest character. It beats him without problem. And that establishes how powerful he is. And then at the end of that movie, it takes like ten of them, even just to hold him down for a second, you're like, wow, okay, he is super strong and he is challenging. In this one, Ant-Man, as you said, the tier C character, <laughs> Dweeb, like. um, gets in a fist fight with Kang the Conqueror with none of his powers, his suit's broken, and gets in a, an old-fashioned fist fight with him and fucking defeats him. And so the like, point is, he's not even in shape, he's been writing his book and Now, stuff. I know some of you were probably thinking, well, he's just a man, he just has very advanced technology. I'm like, fine, okay, but... In fairness, I think his main benefit him. is that there's millions of him. It's just like you have to, you have to, it's like when you go into that thing about prison. You go into prison, you beat the, you beat the biggest person in there and you've established the, the, what a badass well, you are. so movies tell us. So movies, but yeah, I, think, I obviously but don't know But this is why they needed that and in fairness, I stuck around for the end credit scene because I felt like they were going to do one and I don't normally now, bother sticking around. Like, showing us all of him, that's what makes him strong. Now, now I have concern for the Kang bits here in that that whole thing just felt a bit to me like Eddie Murphy is the nutty professor. You I think what we're that like to me, and we've given I think up we're watching getting the into, Harry Potter this movies. This could get annoying. It, we've given up watching. We don't watch the new the new Harry Potter movies, but the last really bad one that you didn't see. I feel like there was a the scene Secret where there was like Dumbledore. loads of people like before. that, and it looked really crap. And I just can't put my finger on why they look alike. But yeah, I agree, it looks kind of crap. But I love seeing all the different iterations. Honestly, the, of other, him. the other thing it reminded me of him like dressed up in. Egyptian garb and looking blue I was like we're, we're, we are so close to X-Men Apocalypse here. <laughs> you guys are veering Marvel is so, veering so close to the sun it's going to get burned by its own failures and even the scene like just if we're going to talk about like it being a bit poor 
like the scene where all the Paul Rudds gathered together and then it was kind of a nice message if they all had the same goal to rescue his daughter. That was kind of nice. It yeah. was kind of nice. And that was but a then, good idea, but, but it was also is, just inconsequential. No, but if you compare it to Kang, right, and I think maybe the whole point is that Atman's just fundamentally boring no matter what universe he's in, but only one iteration of him is different. They were all identical except one where he works in Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Whereas with Kang, it's like, oh, cool, like he's so different. Like Kang's inherently yeah, and, more and I thought the second um, post-credit scene set in 1900 with Victor Timely and Wacky Hair and Loki and Owen Wilson already that was more exciting than the anything Loki and Owen Wilson, that happened I'm in the movie. I'm so down for yeah, watching yeah. them again together. But anyway, so, we need to yeah, go. Yeah, we better go. We talked. About we took an extra long. long walk to 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 rabbit on about this. But yeah, I, I'm like, I think they've really. I think they've they're really on, dropped the ball here. They're on thin ice. Yeah. And also, we didn't so even talk <laughs> about the MODOK thing. MODOK, a very diffi- difficult character to uh, to translate to live action. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and they All addressed, like they addressed him They addressed him perfectly um, in an animated TV show voiced by Patton Oswalt, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Which is very funny okay, because so he's me not a joke that character. At all. I was like, "What am I looking at?" Wait, no, but exactly. I find it very. But how do you translate that? Because that's how he looks in the comics—a giant f- floating face. I genuinely with baby legs. thought it was very now, funny when he was dying, and he was like, "I died in Avengers." I know it was. It was funny, but then I'm like, "What are you doing, guys? You brought him in. You're trying to establish him as a kind of a joke character, and it's but it's kind of it just feels like I don't know, I don't know. It was sad and weird. I did the, the tone of it was all off, and the effect of it was terrible. It looked oh, finally, I have awful. one more point. You know the way we always like say I, these films are just table setting. It's horrible. Like this movie is just set up for the Avengers. But the other thing is, Paul Rudd's daughter is just set up for like the young Avengers. Yeah, and that's and it's just boring like, as well. Okay, so great. She just has a suit and can do all. She's the a good. Stuff she's now. a good actor. She's I good. thought she did a good job. She's really yeah, yeah. good, and she's from Big Little Lies. If you remember, she was the daughter. Yes, but yeah. um, was she? But it's just like, okay, fine. So she can just wear the suit and do all the stuff all the rest of them do. Then again, it kind of takes even more away from Ant-Man. It's like, he's so lame that he's... Even his 17-year-old daughter can just do the same thing as him, who's never done any of it before. Yeah, I know, right? Just needed one bit of advice from him. Well, like, she's been training in the background. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you, know a- you know that? You know they recast that actress? I didn't know she that. Was di- she was she was a different actress in Endgame. You well, know, I it guess was back after five years. years. And the actress that had been playing her only found out on Twitter, apparently. Oh, God, that's brutal. Yeah. Anyway, we have to go. Allegedly. Um, let us know yeah. what you thought about that, man. I know you'll all be messaging us. Come follow us um, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, on Instagram, and let us know what you thought. At the Cinemile. At the Cinemile. Or email us, thecinemile at gmail.com. Yeah, and then of course come over to Patreon, please, and watch Royal Mountain Time with us and The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks. So, what's it gonna be? Batman. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? 
We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 